This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Yes, so hi. I'm, I'm Johanna and I just uh, launched a, so, a platform for connecting companies with social media influencers. Okay. Like a Tinder self-direct and I thought I had kind of a unicorn. And now when kind of exploring the world, I say, okay, there's a lot out there. Oh, everybody's doing it. But we're kind of late here yeah. in this part of the world. Yep. So here I captured the market really well in a short time. That's awesome. But I wonder how my, my dreams about internationalization and getting global and making it scalable, making it bigger, what advice would you give to me for that? Well, a couple things. First of all, how big is it in the market that you're winning in? It, it, uh, the biggest thing that, you know, the, like unless you're doing seven, 10, 12 million dollars in the Nordics, you should not be thinking about Eastern, Western Europe, US. Too many people, like every word out of your mouth is the shit that I was just taught. Like scalable what? Like I, we're just all caught up in building billion dollar. It's so stupid. Like how big is your company? How much, are you doing over a million no, euros in revenue? We, have a, we are pre-revenue. We, yeah, I mean, we just launched it. Until you mm. fucking make money, you yeah. shouldn't be worried about global. No. So you I mean, say like, local markets go that way? Mm. VaynerMedia did $75 million in revenue profitably before I thought about even going to London. Okay. Everybody's caught, listen, I'm telling you, all of you, you're caught up in bullshit propaganda. You're not thinking about it smartly. You make no money and you're sitting here worried about winning globally and you haven't even started winning locally. You understand? Yeah, I'm just thinking like is partnership the way to go to somebody that are already no, there? No, the way to go no? is to not think about it at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. Like the mm-hmm. way to think about it is. And it will happen. <laughs> well, no, it may, 99% likely it won't happen. Mm-hmm. But if you're 1% that's good enough to actually execute and get to the place where you go global, then you get to go global. But mm-hmm. nobody is global right away. Mm-hmm. But everybody looks at Facebook and Uber. Like Uber started in just San Francisco. Uber, guys, Uber spent a year and a half just trying to figure out San Francisco. Mm. A year and a half. Mm. Do you understand? It's a long time. Yeah, it's, no, it's not. It's a long time in the way that you're wired right yeah, now. Yeah. A yeah. year and a half is nothing. Mm. Hello. Nice to meet you. Yep. How are you? Good. Very good. good. Hello, so, everyone. A few words. This is uh, our participants of the Fly program. Something we started new, basically teaching or showing bigger companies how you can think and act more of, of like startups to be more innovative. So, obviously, something you can certainly talk about. So, we were thinking sure. if you can talk maybe a little bit about entrepreneurship or sure. what could be motivating. Sure. Um, hello. Um, So I think what's super interesting to me is the last eight or nine years of my life have been, I've been spending most of my time with Fortune 100 companies with my agency. I think, you know, without side railing whatever you're preaching, I think the biggest issue that we, who have a point of view from the outside of bigger companies have is sometimes too much of an ideology. You know, I've become unbelievably empathetic to a lot of you in what, what I didn't know coming from a family business and coming from startup culture uh, is uh, most of the companies that are big in the world care about their finances every 90 days. And so you, he can inspire you for the next fucking six years of your life 
you can, you know, there's nuances that you can pick up on and there's probably little tactics that could create, you know, little moments within your organization. But I'm no longer delusional about this and I have no interest in pandering to an ideology. I think all of you know the issue at hand which is your organization's lack of appetite for the investment that's required to make meaningful change during a macro, major macro consumer and economic shift of the growth of the internet. I mean this is, it's gonna be very hard for all of us to muster up enough energy and ability to move these things and not to make it, there's nothing we can do but I think the reality is, I would say this, the most meaningful conversations I've had with the biggest of the biggest companies is instead of me pontificating that you should do this, why don't we have a conversation of what's gonna happen in the next three to 11 years whenever it's your time to actually really get hurt by this when you'll be willing to do something about it. Your companies aren't gonna do shit until they have to. Right? So. I think the biggest thing you could do is get them ready for the marathon, right? So I think about it like running. If all these big companies, I'm, I have no sense of the companies in this room, but if the big companies are gonna be sucked into adjusting to the reality of a new world, I think everybody here understands that there's, not a, there's very few big companies in the world that don't have most of their money and energy tied up into an infrastructure that is becoming less relevant. And so that's why it's gonna happen. And so how do you get them on the treadmill? Like what, for the sake of what you're doing here, you gotta get your company on a treadmill or eating a little bit better. Not running the marathon yet, right? What can you do to make incremental steps so that when an Uber or Airbnb or real Netflix or a big event happens in whatever industry in where, and that's what's happening, right? Like no matter what you're, if you went around and said I'm in this, I'm in this, in my head I'm like okay, in the next 24 months, in the next 72 months, in the next 96 months, like eventually all of our numbers are gonna come up. Like network television across the globe is dead because now we have OTT. And whether it's Netflix or something in Asia or something, you know, Amazon, it's over. Having a satellite in the air is a bad idea. Right? Having your retailers. It's not that e-commerce is gonna take all the business. It's just that there's enough being done on commerce that the leases aren't a good deal anymore. So it doesn't take a, I think the other thing to think about as a theme is it doesn't take a, it's not like whatever you're doing gets replaced by some other new thing. It's, it doesn't take a lot of market share taken away from you for the whole thing to break. So those are the themes that I see going on here. So I think, you know, I think, you know, for you and you and like, the key is not for us to be ideological and say, you, they get it. You know, we think they don't get it, they get it. They're just playing by different rules and they can't get it done. So I think instead of spending all this time on ideology that is great for one day of inspiration, but then next Thursday you can't do anything about it, I'd challenge you guys to think about curriculum that actually makes it something practical that can move them, right? Cause it's coming, for real. Yeah, you know, for me, cause I've been in a long time, it was questioned a decade ago. Is it, how big, is it a fad, is it small? It hasn't even, I don't know. The internet is, this is the secondary life. This is the real life, it just is.
And Tara, to that point, to that point, a lot of a lot of people are making business decisions based on how they feel about it, and that's dangerous. You know, it's very dangerous to make business decisions based on your personal point of view of technology. And that's that's I don't know if you guys got to see my speech or not, but that's what I was trying to talk about up there, which is like, be practical, like know what you're actually talking about, like. I don't know what, you're talking probably organizational, but that's why I spend time on marketing. Because marketing, you can actually change the money. You can actually move a million dollars from Google AdWords to Facebook, or from bus stop ads to Instagram. Whereas a lot of the heady shit, it's so inherently deep in the organization, you can't move it. Because there's a human that's gonna stop you. So, that's what I would, that's as you think about trying to bring value, it's, uh, it's more practicality because I think there's a little bit of audacity amongst us in the startup world. Um, they know. I think HR is a very interesting place. Uh, as I've learned more about big business, HR is a place where companies waste a lot of money. You know, nobody kind of questions the HR budget for employees, it looks good, but then the money is being spent on things that are just checking the box. So one of the places I've seen fruitful for organizations, if you're lucky enough to have an open-minded or flexible HR lead, is she or he, you can team up with them and maybe you're in it or maybe you're part, like, I don't, again, I don't have context for the room, but that's oftentimes a place where I've seen some really interesting things because then you can go into education and ultimately, I don't love the way school is done in the world, but education's the game. And the funny part is, Uh, I made a comment up there. A lot of you have opinions about Facebook ads and Instagram ads, but you've never run one. The biggest thing that I, the reason I think I have a lot of success is I'm a businessman, and then I care about all this stuff. So when I get to the C-suite, or the board of big companies, I talk about business. And when they get even a little educated about business, not it's cool, not we should do it. When it's about the P&L, when it's about money, they start listening a lot more. 100%, to me, every time I talk about HR, every time I talk about innovation, every, every time I talk to the CFO. The reason I believe in people is turnover is expensive. So take care of your people, it's money. The reason I believe in innovation is you're wasting so much money as a big company on all these other things. Are you not willing to put a little money into where we're going? So I think that's the other thing is make none of this ideological, make all of it financial. Because that's what companies respond to. Hey guys, if you haven't seen my social, if you're only living in the podcast, you might not know about my first in line concept. It is a database that I'm building that is, then feeds a Facebook messenger and a text messaging communication world. For me, I wanted to create something for people that really wanted to get the rare sneakers, to get the first tickets to VoiceCon, to get discounts on other products, giving away free shit, wishing you happy birthdays, interacting, surprise and delights. Uh, I'm starting a brunch series. Uh, I'm doing something on the first of each month where you, you get a few 11 minutes of my time doing a bunch of super surprise and delight and first in line opportunities garyvee.com slash fil first in line pod fil pod fill pod fil pod garyvee.com slash fil pod fil pod if you want to know how to spell pod um, 
if you go there, you can sign up for First in Line. Uh, and what I'm basically doing is gathering people's information, text and uh, addresses and email. Uh, really wanted to create a club, let's call it what it is. Uh, let me give you the example so then you can move on and listen to the podcast. Company reaches out to me, they're like, Gary, we have this new hoodie that we want you to wear. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Like, you know, I'm not gonna take your $50,000 to wear a hoodie. But I'm like, oh, but what would be cool is if you give me 500 hoodies for my fans so then I can send out a text and say first 500 people to fill out this form, get a free hoodie or my next book when it comes out, do a first in line only thing where you get it cheaper than Amazon, or for example, my sneaker coming out in the summer and fall and winter of 2018, is there a discount on pre-sale? It, or, because I wanna do more engaging with fans, the four people I bring to New York City to spend 30 minutes with me, just complete surprise and delight, because I'm so flattered you pay attention to me. That's what First in Line's about. Uh, write hooks for me, the new book's out, the new sneaker's out, but most importantly, surprise and delight and access and freebies and happiness for you. GaryVee.com slash F-I-L-P-O-D. First in Line pod. Go check it, sign up now if you haven't.